wild animal, listen to me roar. Woohoo! Roar! I love wild animals because they roam free and they run on instinct and they don't follow anybody. And one of the big challenges that we have in most professions, but particularly in the exercise profession, is that a lot of people just become sheeple. People who act like sheep, they just follow. And interestingly though, even in the sheep mentality, because uh, I live in the country where there's lots of sheep, one sheep will say, let's go, or I'm gonna go over here, and everybody follows. And in a profession where we are looking after the human body, where people put their life in our hands, they say, please, Rowie, I wanna be fit, I wanna be strong, I wanna be healthy, I wanna improve my self-esteem, I don't wanna get horrible diseases that, that unfit, sick, weak people get. Uh, I want to have great hair, great skin, great nails. I want to be a high-performing human being. Uh, that's what people want or have shared with me. That's what they want from their exercise professional. Now, that might come in the form of, please help me lose weight or please help me compete in my sport or please help me be, be a better parent or please help me reduce the risk of injury in my job. There's a whole heap of reasons why people come to an exercise professional. But nobody's ever said to me, please, I, I don't care what I look like, I don't care how I feel, I don't care if I don't perform well, I just want to be average and ordinary. Uh, it seems that people come to us because they want their body to be a high-performing machine. Uh, if that's what you want to do for people, if you're excited about being able to do that for people, and I'll rephrase, can you imagine what it's like to get up every morning knowing that today your career path, your job, your business is to help people to have better quality of life, short term and long term, to help people have great self-esteem, to help people to be better at everything that they do. And obviously when you're fit and strong, you become life becomes better uh, in every area. Isn't that awesome and isn't that exciting? And that's why I love being an exercise professional. So why then do we become sheeple? Well, we follow other people and what they have said. We regurgitate other people's information and opinions. We hear something on social media or see something on, on YouTube or somebody tells us something and we go, oh, wow, that sounds exciting. Let's try that. And if you are a, a person who loves experimenting and you're curious and you want to do weird stuff to your, to your body, that's, of course, your... Isn't that exciting? It's your body. You can do whatever you bloody well want. But if you are taking other people's bodies and their self-esteem and self-confidence and long-term quality of life and health into your hands, would it be responsible for us to know how to help them effectively rather than just regurgitate other people's opinions rather than just follow along? And I'm asking that question so personally and, uh, I'm, and I, I'll use this word a lot lately, I'm begging. Because every single day, this is my office, and in this office, every day I deal with people who have been to an exercise person or a fitness instructor or they've been to a class or they've been involved with something to do with food, exercise, nutrition, the human body supposedly to help it get better and perform better, and they've been given information or they've taken on board information and applied it to their life. 
that has made them sicker, fatter, weaker, wasted their time, hurt their joints, injured them, and worse, I think, is screwed with their head. Every single day I have people who contact me in some way, shape or form to say, Rowie, my relationship with food is or has become very poor. I've uh, done too much dieting or I've got a poor relationship with uh, the, the food that I put into my body. It's not nourishing me, it's stressing me out. Uh, I'm always on a diet or I'm always counting calories or I'm always feeling guilty about the food that I eat or I don't eat the foods that I want and I get really aggressive and angry because I can't have the things that I want to eat. I'm not getting the results that I want. It's not working. What should I do? And they've had a poor experience with somebody that calls themselves a fitness instructor or a personal trainer or they've been to a group exercise class. Now, I can't change what other people do. And I'm never sure, is it my responsibility to educate exercise professionals? And of course it is because I have an education college. Uh, but very sadly, a lot of people learn their anatomy and physiology and how the human body works and what is a safe exercise and, and how to give people the best results. They actually learn that to pass the test, to get the qualification, and then they still become a sheeple. They go out into work in a gym or in a personal training studio or they get involved in social media and just because there's a guru with ripped abdominals or tight butt cheeks or beautiful arms says you should train this way, they believe them or they are, and I don't understand why. Uh, anatomy and physiology is actually not that complicated. Uh, it, and if I, if I keep it as simple as this, and if you work backwards from here, it becomes very simple. How do I get fit? How do I get strong? And if I am fit and strong, what will happen to the inside of my body? And this is where it's so simple. To get fit, I've got to get puffed. I've got to overload my cardiovascular and respiratory system. To get strong, I've got to overload my muscular and skeletal system. Both of all, all of those systems are driven by the endocrine system and the central nervous system, and they work best when they're overloaded to 100% effort. So I've got to get puffed to get fit. I've got to lift heavy to get strong. No, it's not even that complicated. I've got to overload my heart and lungs to get fit. I've got to overload my muscles and bones to get strong. And if I do that safely, so I don't hurt anybody, They'll get fit and strong and their life will be better. Everything in their life will be better. It's that simple. So why do we make exercise and eating so complicated? Uh, we, screw, we screw up people's heads with food all the time. In the exercise, and I can't call it a profession because I'm embarrassed that this happens so often. We have this big long list of what people can't eat and they shouldn't eat and they mustn't eat and don't eat and it's bad for you. And I heard a very interesting, and unfortunately it was a joke, and the joke was on us as exercise professionals. If you put 10 personal trainers in a room and ask them a question, you'll get 13 different opinions. Uh, people change, it seems, in, in the exercise industry. They change their mind all the time. Even though anatomy is a set science and physiology is a set science, pretty much, uh, people still get caught up in the, the hype and the fashion and the fads of the exercise industry. And I'm asking you, please don't do that because when people come to you for your help, and if you are an exercise professional, they will. And that, again, I'll ask this question, 
is it if it's my responsibility to educate exercise professionals and the max program is everything you need to be a top level exercise professional everything from how to present yourself uh, physically uh, with a uniform with your car's uniform with your paperwork uh, with the kind of safe effective and fast exercise programs that will give people the best results and it's all based on anatomy and physiology not on opinion. Sometimes people say, oh, Rowie, but uh, is, there's some people that exercise and it's not the max way. Well, there is no max way. There's only, this is how the human body works. And why would you f give somebody an exercise that doesn't work the way the human body works? Is there a possibility then that that human body would get injured? So what I've then thought, because my I have a lot of uh, business associates and I have a lot of uh, max professionals that are not exercise professionals, they're business people and they've come to Max because they want to get a business diploma and they want to start their own business. And of course, I love it when they come to Max because they get both. Everybody that is a Max exercise professional also has the opportunity to have a business diploma and everybody that has a business diploma has the opportunity to learn how to keep your body healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life. Because I always use those four things. The Max program is how to get healthy, fit and strong and stay that way and help all the people in your life to stay that way long term, how to have a career or business that you love, how to be financially free and how to have great relationships with everybody including yourself, your family, your friends, your members, your clients, your group exercise class participants. That's the MAX program in a beautiful toolbox of all the tools that you need to do that. Uh, so I have a lot of business people who, and they are the people that share with me that they've had a poor experience in the exercise profession. And uh, it's, it, it's really hard for me and it, it's embarrassing because I call myself an exercise professional and they say to me, Rowie, I've got a sore shoulder or I've hurt my back or I've hurt my knee or I've got this terrible relationship with food and it's all come about from this program that I had or this diet that I went on or this yo-yo this dieting I've been doing or this lose weight, gain weight, lose weight that I've been doing. And my life is screwed up because of exercise and food. And I just think that's really sad, don't you? I don't want that for anybody. So I'm not sure whether it's my responsibility to educate the general public on how to choose a great exercise professional or is it my responsibility to, to educate exercise professionals to make sure that they have the right information. And I can share that I'm working from both angles every single day. Every bone in my body, every every neurotransmitting part of my brain is all focused every single day of my life on how can I help people to get healthy, fit and strong and learn it the safe, right way based on anatomy and physiology, not based on following what the crowd's doing and being a sheeple. Uh, and I, I stand here very passionately and, and again embarrassed because I have a body, I'm a very old lady and I have a body that's broken and busted because I was a sheeple. I listened to the people that called themselves experts. I listened to professors and exercise physiologists and um, chiropractors and physios and, and people who should understand how the human body works. And I thought, well, they're impressive because they've got a university degree or they're a doctor or they're a physio. And, and I didn't question why did they give me that exercise and how would that exercise work? And the only, uh, how do I put this beautifully? One of the, well, I had, there was three epiphanies in my life and I'll, I'll just share with you very quickly. 
One was I perforated my disc and I was 18 years of age, L4, 5. So I literally had a busted disc in my spine. And I'm very privileged because my GP ended up sending me to a uh, orthopedic surgeon who then sent me to a chiropractor and the whole process were actually people who understood anatomy and physiology. And when I got to the orthopedic surgeon, he was a sports doctor and his responsibility was to look after rugby league players in Sydney, Australia. So his job was to make sure that if, it, uh, if a football player got injured with a multi-million dollar contract, that they got back on the field as quickly as possible. So he couldn't screw around with stupid exercises. His exercises had to be fast, effective and safe. So he would fix the injury and then make sure that they were back on the field fast. So I ended up in his office. Merv Cross was his name, Dr. Merv Cross. And he looked at my x-ray and my perforated disc and he said, you've been doing sit-ups, haven't you? And I proudly said yes, because I'd been doing thousands of them. I was 18 years of age when I had this injury, and I'd been doing sit-ups since I was 10, every day. And uh, he explained to me very simply what happens when you put shearing forces across the joint, and when you impinge the disc over and over and over and over and over, it gets injured. So I was doing sit-ups, 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 with a twist, 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 and then full sit-ups with shearing forces across my spine and ended up with a perforated disc at 18 years of age. Now the GP had told me that I would probably never be able to run again and never be able to lift heavy weights again and that I would just have to take it easy for the rest of my life and I was 18, like that's just not information I was interested in hearing. So that was my first beautiful experience with somebody who understood anatomy and physiology uh, and he just said don't do that, the human body doesn't function on the floor, we're not animals that crawl on the floor. We are human beings that hold ourselves in the upright position and the muscles that hold us in the upright position to support that very important spine that holds the central nervous system is your abdominal muscles and your lower back muscles. So you've got to make that. And now that you've got a perforated disc, you have to look after those. You have to keep them really strong. So I got up off the floor at 18 years of age and have never done a sit-up ever since. And when you have a look at the, the whole, and I'll rephrase, if... If somebody says to you, you should do a sit-up or you should do a crunch or any form of abdominal exercise to try and isolate the abdominals and or the lower back muscles, you have to ask them, why would I do that and how does it work? Uh, and anatomically, how do I burn fat off that area, which is a, one of the reasons why people do sit-ups and crunches and abdominal work, to burn fat off that area? Please ask the question, how does that work? And then if I'm going to strengthen my abdominal muscles, or if you're a bodybuilder and you want to make them bigger, it's a tiny little exercise that burns very little calories, and it doesn't. you're not lifting anything heavy, so you're not going to overload or get stronger. And the hormonal response is tiny, and strength and the muscle gain comes from hormonal response. So there's, there's nothing that can justify that exercise. And I'm just asking you, if you are an exercise professional, Please ask the question, how can I justify this exercise? Is it safe? Is it effective? Is it fast? Will it give somebody results fast in the short term and or the long term? And if you injure somebody in the short term, they can't even exercise in the long term. So that was my first, very, I'm very privileged that I met an orthopedic surgeon who explained that to me very simply in anatomical and physiological terms. Uh, the next uh, big epiphany moment, I was at a, a big conference in America, which I share with you very proudly. Uh, I used to pay for myself to go. 
and I wanted to, I'm always about education. Every single day of my life since I left school in year nine has been learning about the human body. So I'm constantly courses. I've got a lot of qualification as an exercise professional and as a, in nutrition. And as I often share, my, my, most of my nutrition courses were all about telling me what to eat and what I couldn't eat and what were good and bad foods and somebody telling me what to do. And uh, I always ask, why would I do that and how does it work? And sadly, most people can't answer any of those questions because I haven't studied the, the fundamentals of anatomy and physiology, which also includes the fundamentals of the energy systems that drive the body to exercise and what fuels those energy systems. So the fundamentals of nutrition and exercise go together because it's macronutrition. What are the four macronutrients? Where do they come from? Where does your body store them? How do you burn them up? And how does those three energy systems use three energy systems use those macronutrients uh, to get you really fit and strong? And obviously, if you want to get fit and strong, you want to work at 100% effort, so you get 100% result and you get it fast. And that all happens in the phosphate system, not the lactate system, and not the aerobic system. Uh, and the reason I say that about the lactate system, obviously, you can get fit and strong in the lactate system. But it produces some things that most people don't like. Lactic acid produces muscle burn and for some people, nausea. They feel sick. And as an exercise professional, as soon as you take somebody out of that 100% 10-second effort phosphate system, you have the risk of turning them off exercise because their muscles are burning and they feel sick. So I always ask the question, why would you give somebody an exercise that has the risk of doing that to them, even if it gets a great result? Once you go into the aerobic system, it's all about 50, 60, 70% effort, uh, and it's slow and boring. And I just don't understand why we, we, we can't understand that concept. 100% effort, fast results, safe because it's fast. So your risk of overuse injury is almost zero, and you get the best results possible from your hormonal and central nervous system and the neurotransmitters that pump happy drugs into your brain, that all works with the hormonal system. So once you pump epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, get the catecholamine system working, fight and flight system, so that you've got 100% effort happening so that you can get the hell away from the wild animal or fight the wild animal, once you've done that, once you've achieved in that phosphate system, your brain then produces those happy chemicals, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, endorphins, brain-derived neurotropic factor that make you feel really good. So at 100% effort, we get 100% results and we feel good. Everything after that, I just don't understand why we don't get it. So... I didn't understand that. I had gone to courses where it was just telling me stuff from a nutrition point of view and from an exercise point of view, and I hadn't linked the two together. And then I went to a conference uh, in the US, and it was a, some questions were asked. Why do we do three sets of 10? Why do we choose a certain the number of reps that we do for each exercise? Do you understand the energy timeline? Are you working your clients in the phosphate? lactate aerobic system and why and what it, why do we even use numbers to exercise with why do we do three sets of 10 it was actually the title of the lecture and I walked out of that lecture that day embarrassed again because the questions that were asked a I didn't have an answer to because my only answer I could share was well that's what I learned in my education courses and this is why Max exists because 
courses, not, not just nutrition courses, exercise courses have been the same. Do three sets of 10, train three to five days a week. You need to do this number of repetitions and do these exercises. But nobody seems to ask why. Why did we choose three sets of 10? Why isn't it four or two or seven or 17? Uh, why do we do uh, low reps for power and, and medium reps for, for supposedly for hypertrophy? And, and what does toning even mean? We tell women to do high repetitions for toning, but toning is not even an anatomical term. I can, I can sing to you untoned, la, 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 very untoned. But muscles can't be untoned. They're a live active substance. So I walked out of that lecture with, I've got a whole heap of questions that I don't have answers to. I don't know why I tell people to do three sets of 10. I don't know why we, we pick the rep range that we do. I don't know why I pick these exercises. I need to learn my anatomy, not anatomy to pass the test and not anatomy, topical anatomy. I actually need to learn my stuff. And I'm so embarrassed to share that with you because that the year that I went to that conference, I was 25 years of age. I had been teaching people exercise since I was 13 and I didn't know my anatomy and I didn't know my physiology and I couldn't answer those questions. So that was a very big moment in my life where I really needed to reconsider what I was doing. And then I was very privileged that about 12 months after that I met a gentleman who I thought was going to be a lady by the name of Kerry McAvoy. And it was a exercise conference on the Gold Coast. I was living in Sydney. And once again, I put myself on the plane, paid for it myself, paid for the conference myself. And this time really excited because there was a, a, a lecturer, an exercise physiologist, a health scientist, a, and a top-level sports strength and conditioning coach that was talking about strength training that gets results in a short period of time that's safe. And it was a woman. I was so excited. So I get on a plane to go to this conference. And it's back in the days where the, the actual brochure didn't have any photos on it. It was just the, the, the topic names or the, the lecture names and the topics of the conference. And the names of the people that were presenting. And off I went to the conference. I walked to the front of the room. I always like to sit at the front because I feel like you get the most when you're at the front. And uh, I said to the person that was standing at the front of the room, I'm really excited to be here. Where's Kerry? And... Uh, Kerry McAvoy said to me, I'm Kerry, and Kerry turns out to be a man, a very uh, intellectually smart, wise, and logical, common sense man. And for the next hour and a half, I listened to all of the things, all of the questions that I had had, that I had literally worked out by myself from common sense logic and learning my anatomy and physiology was now being presented a national conference by a top-level exercise uh, physiologist, health scientist, published health research scientist, and a top-level sports strength and conditioning coach. And when you ask K-Man about his uh, sporting background training elite athletes, we're talking Olympic gold medalists and top-level world champions. And he was talking about how he trained them really effectively in the phosphate system. Now, obviously, if you're an Olympic athlete and you have to do lactate training for your lactate event, of course you have to build up a resistance to lactic acid. But he told a beautiful story at that conference about all these elite athletes that he had trained and all these amazing people that he'd uh, got to the world championship or got to the, the top-level eliteness of athleticism. And then he shared this beautiful story about a, a client who was a more mature woman 
and she had really bad arthritis in her fingers and she couldn't do anything. She couldn't do her housework and she couldn't turn a tap and she just had very poor quality of life. And he started to train her in one of his personal training studios on the Gold Coast. K-Man was one of the first personal training personal trainers in Australia. And uh, he told this beautiful story about she came in one morning to do her, her exercise session with K-Man. She said, I, I reached up into the cupboard for the first time for as long as I can remember. I took down a can of baked beans, took out the can opener out of the cupboard, opened the can with my own fingers. And she said, I felt like a world champion. And I remember, like I've got now, I remember sitting in the conference that day with tears in my eyes, that that's what exercise professionals do. Yes, we can take world champions to a world championship. And yes, we can train elite athletes. And yes, we can give people beautiful butts and thighs and beautiful arms. But what about quality of life? And what about taking people who literally can't do their own housework or turn their own tap and be able to have great quality of life? And he explained in the most simple way possible how the human body works how those three energy systems work, how the macronutrients drive those three energy systems and why as exercise professionals we need to seriously consider why do we do this exercise and how does it work and be able to justify it. Uh, and those three things put together, my orthopaedic surgeon, the top level exercise physiologist doctor that I, I learnt from it, uh, in America and then my session with K-Man and it all came together beautifully. And uh, although I have been studying and learning and training and self-educating since I was 15 years of age, uh, the driving force now has been to really understand how the human body works, not learn it to pass a test to get a piece of paper and have a big stack of qualifications. And I'll share with you that I could, I could brag to you about how many qualifications I have. I'm actually embarrassed about those qualifications. I got top marks for everything that I did, but... I learned it to pass the test. I didn't learn it to understand it, to be able to explain it simply. And that's what I'm asking you to do. If you are an exercise professional, please learn your anatomy and physiology and be able to explain to people why you're giving them the exercise that you're giving them. Is it safe? Is it effective? And is it fast? And if, there, if you can't say yes to those three things and be able to explain why... Could it be a really good idea like I had to do? Go back, be embarrassed, be ashamed even of my lack of knowledge and actually learn my stuff. If you are a person who has been screwed around by somebody in the exercise industry, if you are a person who's considering to get fit, get strong and use an exercise professional to help you, please can you make sure that you get the right person? Please get the person who knows and understands and can explain simply how the human body works. Not their opinion, not that they're a sheeple and they've followed somebody else. Uh, please pick the person who is actually a professional. They know their anatomy and physiology and they can explain it to you so that you can understand it and then explain it to your family and your kids and the people in your life that you care about. And that's what the MAX program is all about how to get healthy, fit and strong and how to help the people in your life to get healthy, fit and strong and stay that way for all of your life. And is it possible that if you're healthy, fit and strong, you're more likely to make better decisions about your career and business? So you're more likely to have a career or business that you love, which is the second part of life I think that's incredibly important. Are you then more likely to make better decisions about your money so you're more likely to be financially free, even wealthy? 
And are you then more likely to make better decisions about the people that you put into your life? Because you're healthy, fit and strong, you've got a great self-esteem and you're constantly living life with purpose, is it possible that you will then attract those kind of people into your life? So I'm sharing with you very proudly from my office to your heart, from my heart to your heart. I would love you to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life and it is very simple. Get fit by getting puffed. Get strong by lifting heavy. How you do that doesn't matter unless it isn't safe. Every exercise you choose needs to be safe, effective and fast. Don't pick a second rate exercise. Why would you? Why would you pick an exercise that gives you 50% results when there's exercises that give you 100% results? Why would you pick an exercise that takes a really long time when you can do it in a short period of time? And why would you do anything that's average when you could be doing the very best? So how about we learn what that is if we're an exercise professional and give that to our clients? And if you are a consumer of the product of exercise or nutrition or food and you want to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life, could it be a really good idea to go to an exercise professional armed with some really great questions that they should be able to answer? My heart to yours. Please be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life because we've got young adults coming through who actually don't know that that's possible. We have children living in our world right now that don't know that it's possible to not be overweight or it's not possible to to uh, be healthy and, and, and have no diseases. They don't know that it's possible to have high self-esteem. They don't know that it's possible just to have a great quality of life because everybody around them is overweight, depressed, diseased, weak, frail, unenergetic, unhappy with life. And as an adult, you can choose to live like that, but I don't want that for our kids. Surely you don't either. So please be the living, breathing, reality example of what healthy, fit and strong looks like in the safest way possible, in the shortest way possible, in the most effective way possible. Could that be a good idea? Please.